Hey gals, it's Antigone and Sappho and welcome back to Life Advice from the Afterlife podcast. We are so happy to be recording again. The Afterlife has had some very loud construction recently. For real. So we have been put off of our recording schedule, but we're back. Yeah, Confucius has been building a new statue of his father since, you know, loyalty to the patriarchal family and all that stupid stuff. It's literally so annoying. Isn't this like the fifth one? No, it is the sixth one, in fact. And yet, I still can't get the building permits to honor my disrespected dead brother, Polynices. Why does Creon have to be in charge of land management and building permits in the afterlife? Living ladies, there is still progress to be made, even in death. Mm. Speaking of which, come to our Women's March at Heaven Square this Saturday. Mm -hmm. We would love to meet all of you. Yes. And with that lovely reminder, let's answer some listener questions. So, listener question number one out of two today for all our listeners out there. Two questions today that we'll be answering. I am having an issue with a law recently instituted in my province. Local government officials announced three days ago that there would be a hardcore crackdown on use of hallucinogenic drugs, even when used for religious purposes. Mm. They are aware that there is a large sect of practicing people who use these hallucinogens in their worship. I am one of these people. I am struggling to decide if I should follow these laws and avoid punishment, or if I should continue to worship as my holy book deems fit. What should I do? Sappho, first Interesting, take. interesting. And, you know, it's been a long time since I was on Earth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a question from a living lady or from a dearly deceased lady. We don't judge, um, yeah. So it's interesting. Haven't heard of something like this before. I would say that people in the future are going to remember you for what you do now. And taking a stance against an oppressive government that does not allow religious freedom is what I would advise to do here. It might not be fun, mm-hmm. and it, it won't be easy, that's for sure. But I think love is the greatest of all values, and I think love is oftentimes born of religion. Um, at least in this case, you seem very passionate about it, and I would, I guess, assume that about you. Mm-hmm. And... I think a revolution here is made to be built from the ground up, you know, be that starting force yes. for that that movement because it's unacceptable. Yeah, and, you know, it, it shouldn't always matter. Now, granted, I, I'm, I'm no lawyer or, or legal uh, genius, <laughs> um, but it shouldn't always matter what other people think of you. You know, if other people think you're a traitor to the laws... I mean, ultimately, in this religious scenario, since, you know, you're carrying out the use of these hallucinogenic drugs for a religious purpose, the law might consider you a traitor, but you should not consider yourself to be a traitor or the gods that you're doing this for. You know, it's just about picking and choosing your your loyalty sometimes. And I guess in this instance, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be considered a traitor to yourself or your gods, most yeah. importantly. Earthly laws versus heavenly laws. Mm-hmm. It's a complex area. So, yeah, I would, and just to add to that, whether you're religious or not, um, I would say you can follow the laws that your government enforces, or you can follow your, your own moral compass, which has been built for you and shaped by the gods, if you are religious. If not, um, you know, just stay true to you, as the kids say. <laughs> the kids, yeah, like your 
well, millennia old. Well, our second question today comes from a listener who works as a journalist at a newspaper. Ooh. She says, I have been employed here for five years, and my male coworker has been employed for three years. He told me today that he has been promoted by our editor to an assistant editor position and will therefore become my supervisor. Oh. <laughs> For context, I am seven years older than him and have much more experience on my resume. I am quite happy for him as a friend of his, but I'm a little upset that he was promoted before I was. A little. (laughs) With the entirety of the higher-ups being men, I find it likely that they purposefully promoted a man before a woman. Should I go up the line and call out the executive board of the newspaper for sexism and prejudice? Women know when sexism is happening. They're better than men in that sense. Yes, they they are. Yeah, they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I get as a as a writer, I understand how men like to trample upon writers that are women. Surprise, um, surprise! After my death, I saw men on earth burn thousands of my poems. I wrote over ten thousand poems, and less than a thousand still exists today and only in fragments and and you see there for our mathematicians out there less than 10 percent of sappho's work is left yeah no one what <laughs> and i can't remember all of them yeah so they're gone forever and they tried to erase me in my story they obviously did not succeed as we Mm-mm. were the most listened to podcast in the afterlife and our ratings are higher than heaven <laughs> after, after all, all. <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, this is a huge issue you're facing. Seriously. Men have, time and time again, been valued as higher than women in closer to our time than it mm-hmm. is to your time. Yeah. Aristotle stated that as regards to the sexes, the male is by nature superior and the female inferior, the male ruler and the female subject. And we still have to deal with him in the uh-huh. afterlife, uh-huh. y'all. He is, he's a men's rights activist up in the heavens and all that jazz. Yeah, sure, Nauseating. we'll see him at Heaven Square at the Women's March. Uh-huh. But I, I'm truly glad this man seems to be a good friend to you. And I think that if he values you, he'll understand that this is unacceptable behavior from the higher-ups at this newspaper. You have more experience. Um, I'm trusting that you say you have a better resume. You've been working there longer. Mm-hmm. You're on paper way more likely to be promoted and it seems you know that sexism is occurring and i would definitely say go up the line and call them out yeah because you know just because society may be filled with men uh in positions of power this does not mean that they are always fit to rule i mean take it from me i say men don't often think of how selfish actions might affect others my uncle creon who became ruler of thebes in my day long ago Thought it better for me to defy my siblings and deny one of my dead brothers, Polynices, from a proper warrior's burial just because he and my uncle didn't always see eye to eye, while my other brother, Atticules, receives an honorable passage to the heavens in his burial service because, you know, Creon playing favoritism, that card, and just the injustice and the audacity is unreal, might I add. But (laughs) having said all this, not... All men are terrible. Some would disagree with you. Weren't you married, Sappho? I was not married. Okay. There was a rumor that I was married to Kirkalas of Andros, but that literally <laughs> translates to Dick of Man. 
<laughs> and I'm almost sure that Aristotle started the one whole big joke of me being married. Uh-huh. Of course he did. Typical. Certainly wouldn't be a man if I was married. Mm-hmm. Typic- typical MRA. That's, you know, slang for men's rights activists. You, you pick in my drift. <laughs> but I died before I became a marriage-shackled woman. So, you know, my fiancé, Haman... Creon's son, he was the son of the ruler, I might add, but you know, I didn't like the ruler, but the idea of Haman being a ruler, it's okay. Um, he died for me and defied his evil father and my uncle also, I might add, after I killed myself in a cave imprisonment that Creon put me in, so I rest my case. You yeah, know? how's he doing nowadays? Uh, that's, you know, that's a great question. Honestly, listeners, I've been enjoying my single lady's life so much. Snaps to that. Yes. In the heavens so much um, that I've been avoiding him. But, you know, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, you know, I think he's I think he's really longing for me. And so then, you know, when we finally reunite, it can be a passionate reunion in the heavens. Gosh, Uh we'll have to invite all the listeners. Ooh, (laughs) yes. So that is all for today's episode, folks. I hope that the listeners that sent in these questions were able to figure out their issues from our advice. And, of course, don't forget to come to the Women's March at Heaven Square. Yes. We'll be stomping on pictures of Aristotle, Confucius, and the recently deceased, for us, Ronald Reagan, to kick things off at 1 p.m. Yup. Come back next week to hear about our plans to reanimate Creon and Aristotle. Yes. We're so sorry, living ladies. We don't want them in the afterlife anymore. It is our turn to run the heavens. It's been enough time. (laughs) And we promise you can do whatever you want with them once they're back alive on Earth. Just Just don't don't kill kill them. them. (laughs) Until next time, keep breaking glass ceilings. Heaven awaits for powerful women. Bye, y'all. Woo!